This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Winter is coming, and guess what? Your electricity bills are going up November 1st. At the beginning of the pandemic, the government put everyone on a flat rate, recognizing that people were spending a lot of time at home while being strapped for cash. Now, at a certain point, I can't remember exactly when it was, they raised that flat price once uh, to 12.8 cents a kilowatt hour. Well, now the system is going back to regular pricing, which allows consumers to choose between time of use and tiered pricing. So time of use rewards customers for using electricity off-peak hours, and that system uses three different rates ranging from 10.5 cents to 21.7 cents a kilowatt hour. Tiered pricing rewards people for using less with a rate of 12.6 cents on the first thousand kilowatt hours. So I'd like to hear from you. What do you think about the bill going up? It's going up um, a, a couple of percent about the rate of inflation. Uh, you know, the number isn't huge, but uh, I think this is not a good time to be getting increases on basic necessities. Uh, let me hear what you have to say about that. Let me hear if you've crunched the numbers and done the math on what will work out best for you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I'd like to welcome Peter Tabbins, NDP MPP for Toronto Danforth, Paul Accioni, a senior management consultant in the nuclear and fossil power generation industry, and Parker Gallant, a retired banker who analyzes Ontario's energy sector and is the author of the blog Energy Perspectives. Hello, everyone. Hey there, Libby. Hi, Libby. Hey. Hey, Peter, long time no talk. So, Peter. I know, Libby, I've been missing you. I, I've been missing you too, uh, but uh, we uh, generally talk about bad news. So, what's your reaction to this increase? Well, it's taking us in the wrong direction. You know, I, as you said in your introduction, people are having a very tough time. We've got a pandemic going on. Uh, Ford should have realized that. He should have used the power he had to stop. Uh, further increase. Uh, as you'll remember, he po- promised to reduce hydro bills by 12% during the last election campaign. I he remember. Hasn't done that. Uh, no, they've gone, they're, they're going in the wrong direction, as you say. Have, uh, have you been hearing from constituents about this, Peter? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And? Well, people are, are, are cash trapped, right? I mean, a lot of people find their work is uncertain. Uh, they're worried about losing their jobs. Uh, and they have mortgages and rent and food to pay for. So uh, they just don't feel that it's right that they're being pressed even further. Okay, let's uh, bring in our other guests. Uh, Parker, what's your reaction to this increase? Is, is it something that the system needs? No, uh, that's my view as well. I, I mean, um, a couple of years ago, I think, uh, the Ontario Energy Board did a study on energy poverty, and found there was over well over 500,000 households living in energy poverty. 
So I'm saying that's a few years ago. It was around, I think, 2015 or thereabouts. Um, and uh, the COVID-19 has, has created more, I would guess. I haven't done a survey and I haven't seen one. But uh, my view is that uh, we probably have seen an increase in energy poverty. So with winter coming, this is a really bad time, as far as I'm concerned, to raise those rates. And even though, as you pointed out, the rate is, is nominal, I mean, it, it it will amount to, I think, uh, about two and 250 or something like that a, a, a month, which over a year will, you know, add another $30 to your bill. So $30 you won't have to spend on other things you might need. Uh, I mean, one of the things that I felt that Ford could have done is said, okay, uh, we're going to really drop the rates for the first 700 kilowatt hours of, of usage, and we'll raise the rates for people that can afford them, which is someone, you know, that's going to, you know, uh, consume, I don't know, 1,500 uh, kilowatt hours monthly. Yeah, I mean, I I remember uh, we had a big campaign at CARP, which was heat or eat. And literally, there were people making the choice whether they heat or eat. And that is just heartbreaking. And obviously, in the middle of a pandemic, when there is so much food insecurity, uh, you know, this is going to affect more people. Uh, Paul, what is your view? Well, you know, there's there's the price that it costs to make the electricity, and then there's the question of uh, who can afford that cost, and what do we do about the ones that don't uh, have the money to pay for that that basic cost of electricity? We we can't forget that there there are three rebate programs that the government has initiated over the past several years. There's the COVID relief. There's the uh, low low. Um, low uh, Income uh, um, Emergency Assistance Program, and there's the ongoing Ontario Electrical Support Program. Uh, so people that are on relatively low income, uh, two people below 29, 28, 29,000, and uh, four people below 39, roughly 39 or $40,000 a year can, can get uh, ongoing relief on their bill. For example, the OESP program gives you a $45 per month reduction in, in your total cost. That's both the commodity, which is the electricity, and the distribution and transmission costs, which people forget about is about 40% of the total bill. So, so there, there, are, there are programs for people that are in trouble, and they should tap them. They have to apply, unfortunately, for all these programs. So, so they, need, they need to know if they're in the low low-income category, and then go out there and apply for those rebates. Uh, I know my mom is on a low-fixed uh, pension, and uh, she gets $45 a month rebate every month. It, it, it brings her electricity cost almost to zero. Okay, I'm going to take a call from Hal in Kitchener. And Hal, you applied for one of these credits, right? Yes, I did, actually, and, and I wanted to support your, your last speaker there. Because I did apply for the support program, $45 off my, my energy charges. And in fact, what they did for, for a year or so, they calculated the sales tax at the wrong area. So they had to correct this. Now, I've had three months of credits. I started off with a $50 credit, then a, a $30 credit. Now it's 28 12 this month. Credit. 
Well, I so guess that'll cover... I haven't paid anything because of my lower income, and I applied for it a year and a half, two years ago. And, and was it a complicated application? Not at all. It came in the mail with one of the envelopes from the, uh, the Hydro Commission, and it, it said if you're in this category, you know, you can apply for this credit, which I did instantly, and I've had a $45 credit for, forever. Okay, but well, that sounds good. They calculated it incorrectly. They had to go back and, and change it all. And so I haven't been paying anything for three and a half, well, four months now. Okay, well, I <laughs> so think I'm we'd rather the they category. get it right. Uh, Hal, thanks very much for your call. Sure, take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Peter, is that the solution, applying for the credit? Well, I think that where people qualify for the credit, absolutely, they should be applying for it. Uh, it would be very useful if the government would make people more aware of those credits that they can access. But Libby, in the end... If the direction is constantly upwards, uh, there are going to be crunches for a whole bunch of people uh, who may not have the lowest income but still find that they are squeezed pretty hard. And frankly, again, I need to, to point this out. Doug Ford promised to cut hydro prices by 12% in the last election. He hasn't done that. And you can play around with a variety of things, but... That's a reality that is coming home to roost for a lot of people who are trying to cover those bills. Uh, he actually needs to act or it's, admit that, you know, he wasn't serious, that he wasn't going to deal with the problem. Uh, I don't believe he was going to deal with the problem because I don't think he had a plan to, to deal with it. Uh, but he's still trying to maintain this fiction that he's on the side of customers. I don't believe he is. Well, he he's quoted on this as saying, oh, he just hates it. Parker Gallant, uh, do you buy that? Where, do you think that uh, Doug Ford should be following through and giving us that 12% cut? Well, I don't think he can. That's the problem. Unless he, we already, the taxpayers are already picking up about uh, $5 billion, $5.5 billion of electricity bills right now. That's the cost to the taxpayers. So you're just moving it from a ratepayer to a taxpayer. I mean, I agree with the fact that we should be giving uh, low-income families uh, support as they need it. And then you think about the, there's, there's a certain percentage of homes in, in the province that are still heated with electricity. You know, if you're in the, you know, low, if you're in the middle income, uh, those people can be affected very badly by the cost of, of their electricity during the winter months when, you know, they're heating with that electricity. Uh, and that's something that a lot of people have forgotten. I mean, I can remember the ads when Ontario Hydro was saying, live better electrically, you know, and they were selling electric furnaces to replace gas and coal and oil furnaces that were kicking around then. A lot of people still live in those homes that are, if you will, uh, heated with electricity. I mean, and they're consuming a lot of power every month. And with that escalating cost... It doesn't matter, you know. You can turn your heat way down at night, uh, but that's not—that's the time when the price is cheapest. You know, during the day, are you going to freeze? You know, I I just think that uh, the electricity sector is a mess because we brought in the Green Energy Act and we went crazy and and uh, contracting wind and solar at prices that were way above market. We are still paying that price. There are still uh, wind farms that are being hooked up to the grid. And, you know, those contracts are going to live for 20 years. That's going to continue to impact us for at least, 
you know, the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure the current government will be uh, blaming the previous government for that for uh, as long as they can. Let's yeah, take a call. Co- I mean, the contracts are impossible to cancel. That's what I, I believe that I've, you know, got that information back from a couple of people that have looked at the contracts in detail, including lawyers. And basically, it's, you know, it's almost impossible to to get out of that without uh, creating a lot of uh, the, uh, companies suing the government because they've reneged on the contract. So my view is that, you know, this mess is going to be with us for the next 10 years, but there are things that should be done to make sure those, you know, people that can't afford electricity um, can access it because uh, you need it. It's a necessity of life. Okay, let's take a quick call. Dave in Brampton. Hi, Dave. Hi. Uh, in Brampton, we're lucky. We're going to get nailed with two now. Two what? Well, two costs. First of all, you're saying electricity is going up. We just got nailed with what they call a storm sewage charge. Any rain that hits your roof, it, now we're paying for it. It's costing me $120 a year, $30 every three months. So what do you, what do you think of this electricity increase? Uh, really, I need that like I need a hole in the head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dave. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Bye bye. And there are now going to be two systems you can choose from from the bill. We've been on a flat rate for quite a long time because of the pandemic, but now you get to choose between time of use and tiered pricing. And Paul Accioni, is there a simple way for people to decide which one will be better for them? Yeah, I I would strongly recommend that people call their local utility and ask them uh, what happens to their bill if they've switched uh, rates because there's two two considerations and most people unfortunately don't have the math uh, skills and the excel spreadsheet skills to do the calculations themselves uh, yeah uh, I'll, I'll say <laughs> yeah the local the local u- utility has all the information on your last year of consumption and they can tell you whether your bill is going to go up or down and the other the other based on your personal use of electricity, because the the current rates are are established based on a typical consumer in Ontario with with about, in the case of uh, time of use rates, about 64% of the energy is used off-peak and about 36% is used on-peak. If if you match that consumer, then it doesn't matter which of the two programs you buy because it's based on that typical consumer. However, if if you don't match that particular profile, your bill could either go up or down, and you won't know till you do the math. So so uh, most people won't be able to do the math. So I, I I wouldn't switch personally unless you talk to your local utility to make sure you understand it. The other problem that people forget is that these these programs these these um, these uh, uh, gov- government mandated uh, are what, what they call RPP. Uh, programs, either time of use or tiered, uh, they, they accumulate uh, pluses and minuses on the account based on the actual cost of power on an hourly basis. So at, at the end of the year, there is a, a surplus or a deficit in that account, and they apply that to the following year. If you switch plans, they will, if there's a deficit, they will charge you when you switch, so you'll get an extra charge on your bill when you switch, 
if if uh, if they look at your 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 usage and and think that that you're actually not going to pay for the for the uh, deficit that's accumulated over the previous year. So so it, these are calculations that the average person just can't do. So my head so is would, spinning. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So I, I I would recommend that no one switch their program until they've talked to their utility or or you might get an unpleasant surprise. Okay, well, and, and good luck getting through. I'm wondering if there, uh, you know, if somebody out there knows how to do this, maybe you could put a calculator online um, that is easy to use. Uh, but yeah, oh, uh, I'm almost sorry I asked you, Paul. <laughs> that, yeah, the Ontario uh, Energy Board does have uh, a file you can go into, and you can. Uh, I don't think it gives you time of use, though. It just sort of tells tells you to fill in the blanks as to how many kilowatt hours you would use in in a in a month, and it will give you a calculation. You know, they could augment that that uh, same thing by giving you a choice of of when you would be using the power, as Paula suggested, and you might get a better thing. So I think it should be the Ontario Energy Board. Uh, that should put something up there that people can access and do that calculation for them. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Debbie in Brampton. Hi, Debbie. My head is spinning too, Libby. Okay, yeah. Honest to God. I thought I understood this until Paul spoke, and now I'm... (laughs) That's why we have Paul and the other guys. companies, I mean, have they got nothing better to do than complicate these things? Oh, electricity, it is the most complicated thing and i i i'm on your side i think it's unnecessarily complicated so that well, we don't understand those bills yep i um pleasantly surprised to hear your topic today because i did call utilities yesterday and i think i will go with that flat rate of 12.6 cents per kilowatt hour flat, because but, we use about 800 kilowatts of energy. Oh, okay, that's the tiered prices. Yeah, the tiered one. Okay, so she told me if you go over the 1,000, you will pay 14, approximately 14 cents per kilowatt hour. So I did look at my past bills, and I went to the usage, and she showed me where to look exactly on my bill. We use about 800. Okay. So, and then I was looking at previous bills when we had the time of use. Now, the winter on peak is 20 cents. The mid peak is 14 cents. The it's a little more than that now. 10 cents. It's a little more than that now, but anyway, oh, go ahead. That's, okay, that was my last bill right. before this um, change happened for COVID. So, I think I will go with that 12 cents. Um, per kilowatt hour. Yeah, that sounds like that that particular calculation is is uh, not that complicated. Yeah, uh, she was very helpful. I mean, you can't understand it if you read on the website. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, who can understand all that? Let's just check, uh, Paul. Yes or no question is: uh, Do you think she's on the right track there? If if she's below the minimum switchover point. Then she'll pay uh, twelve point six. Yes, and, yes. And the average on the TOU plan for a typical consumer is thirteen point four cents. But if if most of your electricity is used off peak, the TOU rate for off peak is ten point five. So if most of your electricity is used off peak, 
you'll, you're going to see a 20% increase in your commodity charge. Now, the commodity charge is 60% of your bill. The other 40% is for transmission and distribution. You've lost me. You've lost me. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what, what I'm saying is if most of your consumption is off-peak, you're it going is. to see an increase in your bill. How can that be? Because the, the off-peak rate in TOU is 10.5, which is cheaper than 12.6. Yes, but, but I'm oh. still going to pay then if I do on-peak, which I do do some, it's 21 cents. And I agree, but very, very little cents. power is used on peak. Pardon me? Very little power is used on peak. Okay, you know what, guys? Well, I'm going to have to take this online because offline because uh, <laughs> because we we we're going to need to wrap things up. Yes, Debbie, it sounded simple. Yeah, <laughs> check, it check wasn't. Your, I'm can sorry. I just, <laughs> can I just say one thing that I found out while talking to them? Yeah. Um, when she told me how much kilowatts I use in, in the month, uh, fine. But then, um, she said to look at the adjusted usage, which is higher than what I actually used. You know, they charge you for loss of electricity when they send it to you. Oh, it's called y- line y- loss. Yes. That's what okay. that adjustment factor is. Okay, Debbie. <laughs> I'm like really running out of time yeah, here. I know. I know. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, like I said, this is complicated. Maybe we'll do another show about this. Uh, in the meantime, I'm giving 10 seconds to Peter and 10 seconds to Parker. Parker, your 10 seconds starts now. Okay. Yeah, my view is that, you know, as Paul suggested, you should look at your usage. But my view is also that Rob Ford could do something. Doug Ford. Uh, not, I'm sorry, Doug Ford could do something about looking at reducing the the cost for um, you know the lower level of consumption up to 700 kilowatt hours okay and peter 10 seconds yeah as, as long as the government's focused on looking after shareholders and not hydro customers we're going to see higher prices and it's going to be tough on folks Okay, that says it all. Thank you so much, Peter Tabbins, Parker Gallant, and Paul Accioni. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Libby. Thank you. Okay, and that's all the time we have for today. Remember, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow. If we didn't have a chance to take your call, we will talk to you then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.